0: You're
1: listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and the expert on all matters real estate is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Hi, Asif. Well, here we are, the fall of 2017. Let's start with you know, is this a good time to buy a home in York Region?
2: You know, Tina, we've uh, we've seen a, a spring and summer where we haven't had a lot of activity, and we've seen inventory ramp up. So new listings over the last month, we had uh, 16,469 new listings. So new listings were up 9.4% and active listings were up 69%. So in the past, we've been talking about prices uh, you know, getting out of hand because we didn't have inventory and it was a supply and demand issue. Well, now it's the other way around. We do have a lot of supply. So if you're a buyer, this is a great time to buy because of the inventory issue there's a lot more to select from so you have a little bit more control in how much you're gonna be spending and for the
1: seller maybe you missed the boat
2: you didn't you you didn't miss the boat because uh, if you're priced right you're still gonna be able to sell your house now as a seller you have to keep in mind that uh, the average price still went up 2.6% so it's kind of getting lost in the shuffle because everyone's talking about how much inventory there is and you know, the price keeps going up. So as a seller, you haven't missed the boat at all. If you're priced according to today's market, you're gonna sell your house quick and and for the most money. If you're trying to get what people got in multiple offers when there was no inventory, well, that was a totally different market and a different phenomena. So if you're priced according to today's market, you haven't missed the boat at all.
1: Now, according to a recent report, Toronto is at the greatest risk of a housing bubble burst. What exactly
2: does that mean? So we've been hearing this over the last 10 years and Toronto's not in a bubble. So a a bubble is when you have maybe nine months or a year of inventory sitting around and nothing is selling, prices are starting to drop. Uh, You know, Toronto, if you're looking at total sales, right now we have about three months of inventory. So we have 19,021 homes on the market, 6,379 sold three to four months is is pretty much an average market or a balanced market. So, you know, it's nothing even close to a crash or a bubble. Uh, Those, you know, I mean, but we've been hearing that for a long time. Also, if you look at last year, in the last quarter of 2016, we sold about 22,000 homes. If we look at those numbers and where we're at right now, so right now for the year, we've sold 73,000 homes, just over 73,000 homes. Last year was our best year ever on the Toronto Real Estate Board and we sold 113,000 homes. If we're looking at last year and the 22,000 homes that sold in the last quarter, say you take the numbers and say, all right, it's going to be down 35% because it has been for the last couple of months in terms of unit sales. You're still adding about 14,300 homes to the total for this year. That puts us at about 88,000 homes sold for 2017. That's good for fourth best overall on the Toronto Real Estate Board. So not too shabby at all.
1: No, those are pretty good numbers. Um, and is this the time of year where your, your home can still be sold? Because we sometimes hear that, wow, once you're getting into fall and winter, it's going to be tough to sell your home. Is that, is that actually the case?
2: Typically, fall and winter, it's a great time to sell your home because you're going to get only the serious people coming out. Because, you know, if you have to put a jacket on or if you have to put boots on to come out and see houses, you've got to be pretty serious. You're not going to get the tire kickers. And with reduced inventory, you're going to get a good price. So it's a great time to sell. It always is.
1: And is there a a hot market or a hot area in York Region right now?
2: You know, when we're looking at hot areas, I mean, Markham Markham continues to to be hot. Um, Richmond Hill, you're looking at areas like Georgina, which... Uh, you know, it's quieted down a little bit over the last couple of months, but it, it's been great because now that the 404 has gone all the way up to Keswick, uh, it's it's added a lot of people that will commute down to the city. So, you know, we have solid growth. Vaughan, Vaughan is showing some great growth with the condos and the subway coming up. So there's lots of pockets in York Region that are thriving right now.
1: So you would encourage, um, if, you're, if you want to get in the market, it's still a good time to do so.
2: It still is. There's, there's so much inventory on the market right now in the region. If you're looking to get into the market, this is a great time for you to do so.
1: Now what about, you know, you mentioned it already, the subway is uh, coming into York Region. Um, it should be open for business in, uh, in mid-December. What is that going to do to the real estate market?
2: It's going to add a lot. Like if you look at the number of condos being built uh, in and around the subway in Vaughan, if you look at uh, the number of condos that are being built around where York University will be in downtown Markham, you know that's adding a lot of inventory. But it's also being scooped up. So, uh, you know, uh, for commuters, it's going to be great. For for people that just want uh, the condo lifestyle, you know, uh, York Region's never seen condo growth like it is seeing right now.
1: Is con is a condo a, a good investment?
2: It is. It's uh, it, you know you're looking at a different lifestyle when you're purchasing a condo. You're looking at low maintenance. You're looking at uh, you know lower cost, uh, and that's driving the first time buyers market and even the empty nesters.
1: Okay, so when we come back, real estate agents who give back to the community, stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region
0: more with Asif Khan and REMAX Prime Properties when we come back.
1: You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties.
2: Thank you, Tina. We're jo- joined now by Wendy Dempsey. Uh, Wendy's the Associate Director for the Children's Miracle Network and National Partnerships uh, at Kids Foundation. Wendy, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. It's nice to be here.
2: Wendy, we were, uh, we were going to talk a little bit about uh, the REMAX partnership with Sick Kids Foundation. Can you tell us a little bit about how REMAX Associates have helped you guys out and uh, where that money goes?
3: You bet. So RE/MAX is um, uh, one of our partners under the Children's Miracle Network Program, meaning that um, Re/MAX raises money for children's hospitals all across Canada, and they raise money through the Miracle Home Program. And so that money um, that's generously donated to us through agents that are participating in the Miracle Home Program, comes to sick kids and goes to the highest priority needs of the hospital.
2: That's awesome. Now, I was looking at some numbers at the end of last year. It was fifty-seven million dollars from Canadian Remax agents. Is that yes? Yeah.
3: So for sure, I mean, last year for Sick Kids alone, Remax uh, donated almost nine hundred thousand dollars to Sick Kids, and that's just to Sick Kids in uh, hospital, not all across Canada. But to date, and and we're celebrating, actually, our partnership, REMAX's partnership with Children's Miracle Network Hospitals is 25 years old, so it's a huge milestone. And they've raised millions of dollars for um, children's hospitals all across Canada through the Miracle
2: Home program. That's great.
1: That's phenomenal. And, I mean, I think we all have a story about sick kids and um, the amazing work that they do. Can you tell us a bit, Wendy, about where the money specifically goes? Yes, you bet. And
3: so the money that is raised um, through REMAX, it goes to the highest priority needs of the hospital. And so that is a fund that allows the hospital to pull quickly, strategically, and urgently where money is needed most at any given time. But predominantly, uh, money um, goes to research as well as funding some programs. Um, as well as funding some equipment and paying some salaries. And so uh, without the the wonderful the generosity and the resources that uh, REMAX agents send to us, we wouldn't be able to do some of the amazing things that happen in the hospital.
1: You mentioned that last year about $900,000 was raised. Is that typical? Because that seems like a lot of money. That's a lot
3: of money. It's it's and it, and again it's these uh, wonderful uh, well-meaning agents that say they put up their hand and they register for the Miracle Home Program and they say you know what I am going to donate um, some of my commission off of every transaction um, in in market that I do and that money then comes to us so predominantly that money is through the Miracle Home Program we call it and then there are other awesome events um, and ancillary fundraising that other agents do uh, of, on their own merit, raising money for the hospital. So it's pretty spectacular. The passion is incredible.
1: Now, you said this partnership is about 25 years old. How did it start? My goodness, that's a good question. Um, so
3: so Children's Miracle Network is a North American program, and so this means that um, this hap- these partnerships happen all over uh, the continent, and so it started actually... Gosh, we're going back to uh, Marie Osmond's days where she and her a colleague and another fellow actor decided that they wanted to do something to to help children and, and raise money for hospitals all across North America. And they started the Children's Miracle Network and um, that then came to Canada as well. And so we have national partners like REMAX that um, support through the CMN programs.
2: There is a, a stat that said one in ten children are treated at a, a Children's American Network hospital over the course of a year, and, mm-hmm. and such as the kids. And, you know, these are our clients' kids or our kids that are, are being affected. So, you know, I, I understand why realtors want to give back and, and take part in it. Uh, do you see... Uh, Do you see a trend? Uh, Is it increasing? Are you getting more donations? I, I see a lot more miracle home signs on houses that are sold or for sale.
3: Yeah, yes I do as a matter of fact and I think it's really about getting the word out. It's really about um, educating not only agents but um, also uh, the market, the consumers. I mean, to know that well, you can do something good through a transaction that you're going to do anyway, why not go uh, with an agent or an organization that supports a charity in which you believe in and that's child health. So, you know, uh, whether it's buying a home or doing some other fundraising transaction action um, why not go to that agent or that person that's going to do good and and you feel good it's just a, it's a wonderful way to give back to the community on something that you're doing anyway
1: it's kind of unusual though don't you think I mean uh, you know I don't think that we think um, the average listener thinks about the real estate agent being um this generous you know being willing to do this mm-hmm. so this is this is quite remarkable isn't it it
3: really is. It really is. I think that, um, you know, we, I, what I love to do most is get out and talk to the community and thank people for their generosity to the hospital. That is the best part of my job because without the generosity and passion of of our agents i mean the the life-saving work just wouldn't happen in the hospital and again if if i'm in the market to buy or sell my home why wouldn't i want to hook up with an agent that's going to also use uh, their money through our transaction to do something good in the community it really is about just having this conversation and really about thanking everybody for what they do for the hospital
1: That's remarkable. Thank you for sharing the stories with us, and thank you, Wendy, for joining us and uh, sharing those stories of contributions that REMAX Associates have made. Again, that was Wendy Dempsey from the Hospital for Sick Children Foundation Miracle Network.
0: More with Osip Khan and REMAX Prime Properties when we come back.
1: Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties.
2: Thank you, Tina. We are joined by a realtor from Wasaga Beach, Bruce Johnson, who's a, a huge supporter of the Sick Kids Foundation and Children's Miracle Network. Bruce, welcome to the show.
4: Hi, Asif. Hi, Tina. It's a pleasure to be on the show.
2: Nice to have you with us. Bruce, we, uh, we wanted your... Uh, insight into the Children's Miracle Network program and how RE-MAX agents have uh, contributed to uh, uh, what I think is a phenomenal cause. And I know that you're one of the largest supporters uh, in North America, if not the world. So if you could, uh, you know, share some of your experiences with the Children's Miracle Network.
4: Wow, that's that's quite an intro. (laughs) Thanks, awesome. Yeah, so... We, we have a very unique perspective on the, the Children's Miracle Network because I've, I've been a realtor for just over 20 years now, all of it with RE-MAX. And when I started, my sister Marilyn Rattana is actually my broker. And Marilyn's been a, a CMN miracle office since the very first year RE-MAX started the program, so it's been 25 years now. So the day I started with the program, my sister just pushed a piece of paper across the desk and said, here, sign this. I said, what's this? She said, well, you're going to be a miracle agent. I said, that sounds great. What is that? I didn't have a clue. <laughs> My wife and I hadn't had children yet. We weren't even married yet. So Meryl explained it's uh, it's uh, a, f- a fundraising thing that Remax does, and you can be a miracle agent. And with every sale of a home, you can donate – it's called the Miracle Home – you can donate a portion of the, the commission to uh, your local Children's Miracle Network Hospital. So in this case, ours is Sick Kids in Toronto. Uh, SickKids, by the way, is one of the flagships in North America for children's hospitals. It's it's an astounding facility. So we we began uh, selling homes and and supporting SickKids Hospital. Mary and I got married in 1997 and got pregnant about half a year later. And when we found out uh, we were having a little baby girl, we also found out our little baby girl was about to be born with some very significant issues, uh, so we went right down to Sick Kids, and the Children's Miracle Network put its wings around us and kind of shut the world out and, and just let us focus on Alyssa's health care. Uh, so we had Alyssa for about 20 days at Sick Kids Hospital, and she passed away, uh, so we didn't, uh, we didn't get the happy ending that, that you hoped for in that situation, but through all of that, it sounds incredible that, that the hospital would still be, I not want to say a fond memory, but a, but a special memory for our family. But it truly is sick kids is a is a very uh, uh, it's like sacred ground for our family, and so it was kind of kind of ironic that I was already in the Miracle Home program, I was already supporting Children's Miracle Network long before I needed it, and then uh, so that's that's how we kind of came to came to be a, a supporter of Sick Kids and the CMN, and, and like I said, being a REMax agent, most of us don't don't ever set foot in a children's hospital. A lot of the biggest supporters of CMN have uh, have no story which is always amazing to me. Those are, those are really the glorious, the glorious uh, supporters. You know, the, the folks who have no vested interest, they just really want to support children's health. So hats off to them. But there's a lot of REMAX families and, and families in general who use their children's hospitals every single day across North America.
1: Well, hats off to you. I think that, you know, you were leading the way long before you needed uh, Sick Children's Hospital. And I, I think the way you describe it as, um, you know, they wrap their wings around you and uh, and your wife and, and your daughter and uh, how you consider it sacred ground, I think that's that's pretty remarkable in itself.
4: Well, thanks. Thanks. We, you know, it's funny. When you lose a child, it's, it's absolutely devastating. I, I won't even begin to begin... The healing process involved there it took a long, long time. In fact, when our second daughter was born, Holly, uh, I would go into her room pretty much every night for for a couple of years, just to make sure she was breathing. Just to, you, you kind of lose your mind, and I think anybody can understand that. But as Holly grew, and and we had a, a third daughter, Jocelyn, she joined us. So they're they're uh, born in 2001 and 2004, or uh, 2003, pardon me. As they grew, we we they grew up knowing about Alyssa. And they certainly knew that we were a miracle home and a miracle family and, and a miracle agent. And every, every time we had an event at the office supporting uh, anything new with CMN, the kids would come, Mary would come. So they grew up having Alyssa around the house. And we really well, I made Alyssa a promise that that we'd never forget her. And then one day, uh, I, again, ironically, both Holly and Jocelyn have also been through Sick Kids for, for various issues. Uh, Holly's had some significant eye surgeries there. Uh, and in 2011. Uh, let's see. Yeah, 2011. We were sitting on the couch in my home here in Massaga Beach, and Holly looked at me and said, "Dad, when I'm when I'm 12 or 13, can you take me on a motorcycle ride?" And I said, "Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. I'd love that." I said, "Where do you want to go?" She said, "I'd love to go to Costa Rica."
1: <laughs> uh, <wow. laughs>
4: you're not a normal kid in any way.
1: <laughs>
4: and I thought, you know, and I used to ride. I used to take long motorcycle trips uh, for years before I got married, so it wasn't that crazy an idea to me. So we kind of kicked around for about a year. And in 2013, in June, Holly was in Sick Kids again having surgery. And she was in the same surgical theater that, that Alyssa had been operated on multiple times for her heart. And uh, so it's a really emotional place for us. And so I, I I couldn't stay in the parents' waiting room. It's not a good place for me. So I just kind of floated through the hallways. And I wound up in the NICU standing in front of the room where Alyssa had passed away. And a nurse walked by, and she, she asked me if I was okay. And I said, no not really, Yeah, tears streaming down my face, told her the story. And, uh, she was actually one of the nurses who, she remembered Alyssa's story because Alyssa's condition was very, very unique. Oh uh, so we went back in the room where Alyssa had passed and I just had this epiphanal moment, uh, just a very emotional moment where I thought we've got to do more. We've got to do more for CMN hospitals. We've got to do more for sick kids. And so when Holly, uh, woke up, we took Holly home and I said to her and, and Jocelyn and Mary, "Why don't we do something unique with our motorcycle trip to Costa Rica? Why don't we make it a fundraiser for the Children's Miracle Network and Sick Kids Hospital?" And they loved the idea, so that's how Motorcycle for Miracles was born.
1: And when did that start? Holly. What year was that?
4: Uh, the idea was 2013.
1: Oh wow, that's amazing. And it came together
4: pretty quickly. Like we we did not plan a lot for this trip. Let me tell you. And and picking a number to to uh, to raise was a was a scary thing because. We donated for years a portion of the commission of every sale that we make, but to pick a giant number and tell people, hey, we're going to go raise this money on on our motorcycle, we're going to ride to Costa Rica and raise money. That was that was really scary because if we didn't raise that number, we were writing a check for it, which I would have been fine with, but I hey, just part of the part of the thing for the trip was to, to spread awareness too. So we wanted to share that with everybody. So we picked twenty-five thousand dollars as our goal, which was a huge number, and I bounced it off a few friends at Remax and. Holly and I went down to SickKids Hospital, um, I guess we left on my birthday, November 4th, 2013. And the morning we left, this is kind of a wild story, Um, the morning we left, we were walking across the street, just before we went to SickKids, we went for breakfast. And we walked in the door, and as we're going in the door off the street, downtown Toronto, I said to Mary, you know, I'd like a sign from the universe that we're going to be okay, that we're doing the right thing. And we sat down at the table, and a woman walked over and said, Hi, I'm your waitress. I'm, I'm Alyssa. Can I take your order? Oh, my. And it just floored us. It just floored us. And, of course, it was a very emotional moment. There's there's a lot of emotional moments in the stories that I tell. <laughs> we're, we're a pretty emotional family. But anyway, uh, Alyssa, that was such a glorious little tap on the shoulder from the universe that things were going to be fine. And as it turns out, the journey went flawlessly. Uh, we wound up riding for, I was gone for five months. Holly was gone for three of those months with me. Went down through Mexico and Belize and Guatemala, Nicaragua, Salvador.
1: What a memory! Uh,
4: yeah, it was great for me and her. What a what a really incredible thing to have your uh, then 12, turning 13 year old daughter on the back of your motorcycle going through some really really remarkable countries. Uh, great people. We stayed at Remax offices just about every night. We would swing from branch to branch all the way down through Florida and Texas and. Mexico, all through Central America, REMAX just supported us all the way along, sleeping on people's couches, and it, it was remarkable, really, how got to see a really good side of the world.
2: That's you know, the, awesome. the whole
4: thing that people are generally really good.
2: This was the, the journey that ended up in Las Vegas at the REMAX International Conference in 2013, right?
4: That's correct. Yeah, it actually was at Mandalay Bay, and, and it's such a, such a sad thing that would just happen there, because Mandalay Bay has... Has one of the the, the greatest memories in my life on on the stage in the the, the main ballroom there at Mandalay Bay. So it's a it's a wonderful memory for our family. But yeah, we rolled in there and uh, Remax actually flew Holly out and they surprised us by flying Mary and Jocelyn out as well. And we had taken this journey flag with us on the on the route and I had Remax agents and and people who were contributing to the journey, and they would just sign the, the flag as we went along, and. Uh, so the owners, the, the founders of REMAX actually brought us on stage and announced that we were going to, I gave the flag to them basically, it was a gift for the, the Linegar family for, for giving us the CMN and, and bringing CMN to the REMAX family and they auctioned off the next day and actually sold for $30,000, which is <laughs> like in, in a 14-minute auction, we had surpassed our goal by, that's, by
1: quite that's a That's amazing, but, I was going to ask you, did you, did you hit your goal, but I guess so.
4: We did you know the greatest thing is we hit the goal in Mexico. I was coming back up by myself through Mexico, and I went to Mexico City, and the owner of Remax Mexico invited me to a huge event that he had for us with a couple of hundred of his agents and uh, oops, sorry and he uh, he asked us after I spoke, Bruce, how close to your goal are you?" and I told him, and he topped up i think about twenty seven hundred dollars and so we raised our twenty five thousand dollars at that moment.
2: And then, and then so, you got another thirty from the auction.
4: Exactly. Yeah. By the time I got back home after five months of riding, uh, I think we we're at about sixty-five or seventy thousand dollars. That's so we, we did a lot better than we ever dreamed we would. Uh, and then it just started steamrolling from there. I think we're at our foundation of the sick kids now, and Alyssa's name is uh, two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. And I think we've raised a total of about two hundred sixty-five thousand dollars for CMN.
2: Wow, Bruce, that is incredible! Thank you so much for sharing your stories and and for all you do for sick Thank kids you. all around. Thank you. Well, it's uh,
4: it's from a from a place in our hearts. I'll tell you, it's it's very sincere. We love CMN. We love all they've done for for children all over North America, and I love that Remax is such a heavy heavy supporter of this. We love going to the offices. We did the trip across Canada last summer. I think, as as you know, as a... Uh, and we raised, I think it was $107,000 on that journey, and we stopped at all 14. We've got 14 children's hospitals from coast to coast, and they're exceptional places. In fact, Holly wants to work at all of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure she will. (laughs) What's that? If she's got that same drive and determination you do, I'm sure she will. (laughs) <laughs> she's Absolutely. a pretty
4: remarkable kid. I'm That's for you. sure. CMN made a nice video about the journey, and she's she's featured throughout it. And her, like, we had 22 straight days of rain last summer. We yes. came, we brought rain to places that hadn't had rain in 40 <laughs> days. <laughs> it was physical. Wow. Yeah, and she just smiles and, and waves on the back, and loves talking to people, and yeah, it's, well, it's been great.
1: You know what, Bruce, it's been great having you on the show, and thank you for sharing your family's story with us. And um, you have certainly honored uh, your daughter's memory for sure. She will not be forgotten, and uh, we appreciate the fact that you were so open with us. It's certainly not um, the way we expected our real estate show to go this morning, but thank you again for sharing the story. It was Uh, great.
4: You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you, Bruce. Have a great day.
1: So, Asif, we only have a couple minutes left to take some questions from listeners. Let's start with this question from John in Thornhill. He says, I recently purchased a condo and will be taking possession soon. Instead of moving in, though, I'm hoping to rent it. What steps do I have to take to protect myself and find a good tenant? And would a real estate agent help me with that? What fee should I expect to pay? So he's got a lot of questions rolled in there.
2: So renting out your condo is a, it's a it's a great move because it allows you to have someone else, you know, cover your mortgage basically while you build equity as as it continues to appreciate. So, what steps should you take to protect yourself? You need to find the right tenant, and and by right tenant doesn't mean you know the person that's willing to pay the highest price. You want someone that you know has good credit, has good job. Uh, they're not going to come in and trash your place. So there's a lot of vetting involved in, in finding that right tenant how a real estate agent will help you is they'll do a lot of the the background work to allow you to find the right tenant. So, you know, doing the checks, making the phone calls for the background checks, the reference checks, and and just making sure that you're getting the right tenant. Um, What fee should you expect to pay? It's typically one month's rent, and uh, that is a great investment in order that you don't end up with a, a nightmare tenant.
1: Now would the real estate agent also help with um you know set up the contract or the lease? How does all that work?
2: Yeah, so the real estate agent would would handle pretty much all aspects of the rental and that includes all the paperwork it includes uh, you know doing the background checks and, uh, and a lot of times it includes finding the tenant.
1: Now, you said that you know they're going to help you through this process because you you believe that this is a good idea. It's a good investment. It's going to help you pay off your mortgage. Um, the The condo is going to appreciate. Is that really what's going to happen? Do you ever see that condo number going down, you know in terms of wow, I, I paid two hundred thousand for this condo, and it's now worth three hundred or it's worth one fifty. What are you seeing out there in terms of the condo market?
2: So back in about 2008, we did see condos in Mississauga go down in value. In York Region, we haven't seen that. I mean, York Region, uh, we call them 905 condos there. They they started off uh, pretty low. I mean, it was about $350 a square foot. If you're looking at Toronto, you're at about $600 to $700 a square foot. So, you know, in York Region, we always had uh, very well-priced condos. And you're going to see that appreciate. And Toronto as a whole has one of the, the lowest per square foot rates for condos if you're looking at uh, big centres like even New York or London, England and Vancouver even. So, you know, there's a lot of upsides to Toronto condos and York Region condos.
1: Okay, good advice as usual. That's our show for this week. Thank you, Asif. We'll catch up again next week. That's our show. If you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening.
0: You can connect with us on Twitter at 1059 The Region or you can call us at 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. This is 1059 The Region.